Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. I am Tanner Dimling, coming to y'all from Louisville, Kentucky, as always, on this Monday night in mid-late January. This is the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. We're continuing our look at every Division One conference ahead of the college lacrosse season, which is increasingly, increasingly getting closer with every passing day. Saturday will mark a week until the college lacrosse season begins. So we're under 14 days now until the season gets underway on Saturday, February 3rd. Looking today at both the Patriot League as well as the America East, we looked at the Ivy League, the Big East, the Big Ten, and the ACC, all in previous episodes. You can find those and more on the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also watch podcast live on, or not live, sometimes live, but not all the time. You can also watch them on YouTube as well. Uh, search Lacrosse Bucket in your search tab there. You can connect with Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Lacrosse Bucket on each of those platforms. So let's get into things here today. Got a lot to get to. America East and the Patriot League. We're going to start with the latter in the Patriot League. Probably the most to talk about, most to get in depth into there with that conference. Um, a conference that you know, comes into the season with, as far as my standings, and I believe the coaches poll or the coaches standings, if, if that was released so far as well, I think it was. Um, but if not, should be the case as well. Army, the defending champions, defending conference champions, listed as number one in that conference for me in my projected final standings. I have Army as number one. I have Boston U there as number two. And then I have Loyola at number three with Lehigh at number four. I have Navy at five, Lafayette at six, Bucknell at seven, Colgate at eight, and Holy Cross. They're at the bottom at number nine. Let's talk about this Army team first and foremost. This is a team that last season you came in and you said, I even said, rebuilding you will make the postseason, but it's going to be different than certainly 2022 was. It's not going to be the best year for Army Lacrosse. I, I myself, and and a lot of others, were proven completely, completely false. And Army, uh, thank you for doing so. Thirteen and four overall, seven and one in league play. Won the conference, knocked off Maryland in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And fell ten to nine to Penn State 
in the quarterfinals. So this was a team that, in what was supposed to be a rebuilding year, came, and by the way, a rebuilding year after losing 19 seniors, including a 12-10 finalist, is a goal away from championship weekend. Um, amazing season that Army had last year. Expect another good one this year. It's going to be hard to replicate what they had last year. Very difficult for any team to do so. But this team returns a lot from that unit, or from that squad. Reese Buick, Evan Plunkett, both back uh, to lead this offense. Uh, Buick, a, a senior, 35 goals, 25 assists last season. Evan Plunkett as a freshman in 2024, or 2023, excuse me, 21 goals, 25 assists. Um, and this is an offense that is, is probably going to have a sizable possession advantage, at least in the Patriot League with a guy like Will Coletti at the faceoff dot. Um, 61% last season for the Black Knights. A lot going for them there at the dot. Offensively with that core coming back. And then, oh yeah, A.J. Pilot, probably the best defenseman in the Patriot League if Richard Checo doesn't have a say there as well. Lehigh, um, sophomore. I, I'd put Pilot right up there with Pilot and Checo as probably your top two defensemen in the Patriot League. Pilot, one of the best defensemen in college lacrosse. I, I, I'd probably put him ahead there. Um, 35 ground balls, 17 cross turnovers last season. The top cover man for Army and was, was a stellar freshman in 2022. Was a stellar sophomore in 2023. What's next for him in 2024? Continued growth. Continuing to be that top cover man in uh, the, the, the Patriot League, most likely. Christian Fournier was a, a younger guy last season as well. He was a sophomore, had 48 ground balls, 24 cross turnovers. A tremendous player at the LSM spot. Um, the Really, up and down this roster, you can go, and Army is solid. Army has talent, and that's typically the case. Army repeals and replaces talent, maybe better than most programs. Service Academy aspect of it, and, and that whole brotherhood, and, and training regiment, and, and, and discipline, and all of that, certainly plays a part into that, and that's not just with Army, but with Navy and Air Force as well. They continually churn out um, consistent seasons, whereas some other programs will have down years, will have years they drop off, and not that that doesn't happen at the Service Academies, but Army, particularly under Joel Albarici, um, ha has found a way to remain consistent and to avoid those down seasons. They've been very good. Maybe not making the NCAA tournament every single year, but they're always in the picture. They're always in the, in, in the picture, at least for the Patriot League. They're always in the hunt for the Patriot League title. Army this season, the only question I have for this team, the only question that there is for this team, is can they get it done in cage once again? We've seen this team do it time and time again. A.J. Barreto, Wyatt Schubert, and then, oh yeah, last season, Knox Dent comes in and starts in cage. He's gone. Matt Chess started two games last season for Army when Dent went down. And I believe played, if it wasn't the entire second half, was a good portion of that second half of that game. I'm blanking on who it was against that Dent went down against. He had 31 saves, 62% save percentage there. Um, 
last season, Chess did. Looks like a solid, solid piece to put in there if he's the guy that gets the job. Got a number of great goalies there. As usual at Army, I think any of those guys could step in. Chess looks to be the best of the bunch based on experience and based on what he did last season. Um, question here for Army. Only one I have for them is, like, can you repeat? Can you repeat? Again, can you can you be the team that we think you can be, that we know you can be, that you were last season? You're not going to be the exact same. You're probably not going to have the maybe some of the highs you had. You're not going to drop massively low either. I'd expect Army to remain consistent, and I would expect them to be the best team in the Patriot League. How far they go in the NCAA tournament, how big of a run they make in May, we'll see. But the future does look right there in West Point. In Bethlehem, not, not where Jesus was born. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, we've got a new era beginning. A new era in Bethlehem, as they would say in Bardstown, Kentucky. Bethlehem. Uh, new era there. February 3rd versus Rutgers that first weekend of the season. Lehigh will take the field with Will Scudder, alumni, longtime assistant, leading this program as head coach. He takes over for Kevin Cassis, who exited the program, longtime head coach, exited the program in the offseason to take the offensive coordinator role at Virginia. Year one of the Scudder era comes with what I would say is is one of the is a it, it comes with a Lehigh roster, a Lehigh team that gets Richard Checo back, one of the top defensemen in the country, one of the top defensemen in the Patriot League for sure. Mentioned him just a minute ago. Sixty four ground balls, fifty four cars turnovers. Wrote himself in the record books as a freshman last season at Lehigh. Expect a just continued success there from him. Scott Cole is back to lead this team offensively. Um, 49 goals, 26 assists for him last season. However, this is a team that does lose, and this is my biggest, biggest question mark here for Lehigh, and biggest reason why I have them as fourth in my projected final standings. I think they could be as good as two. Um, heck, maybe even one if they can get get it going there. I mean, that, that group there, Army, Boston, U, Loyola, Lehigh, and even Navy, that top five group, if either of those teams, any of those teams put it all together, put the puzzle pieces together right, they can win a title. They can go to the in, in, in NCAA tournament. Those kind of programs, those kind of rosters. Um, Lehigh loses, however, Mikey Sisselberger, one of those dominant, dominant face-off men in college across we've seen in recent years. I mean, just a, a, a plethora. We wrote the record books in, in the Patriot League at Lehigh. I mean, just a plethora of success that he had there in Bethlehem. Um, Bethlehem. Uh, you had, for the Mountain Hawks, you had a attack unit last season, an offense last season that I feel wasn't talked about as much as it should have been, but was incredibly, incredibly productive. From that, you lose Christian Mule, Justin Tiernan, John Storsky, and Matt Marker. 
that's four of your top five guys right there. Scott Cole is coming back. So how this Lehigh team not only carries itself into you, one of the Will Scudder era, but how it replaces a lot of those losses is going to be telling uh, of just how good this team, just how good this roster will be and can be and, and, and what their potential, what their ceiling is going to be here in 2024. But again, I have them at number four in my projected final standings. I think that's about where they could be when it's all said and done, firmly in the playoff picture. Now, who do I have at number two in this uh, conference? Boston U. Have Boston U projected as number two? Now, Boston U did everything but win the conference last season, upset in the uh, in the postseason. They went ten and four, seven and one in conference play. I mean, this was another great season there from Boston U. They 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 had lost to, uh, to to Loyola. They're the only team to beat Army last season in the Patriot League. They lost to Navy in the regular season, Loyola in the postseason in that upset loss. Um, this is a team that I think you should expect to, a program you should expect to remain amongst the best in the Patriot League, even when they do lose some guys, uh, like we've seen from some of these other big-time programs in this conference. Boston U is one of them now. Now, look, uh, you do lose from last season. Some talent. You do lose some talent. However, I still think this is a team that is going to be uh, is, is going to be reckoned with in many different ways. Now, Timmy Lay is gone. He's your leading scorer from a year ago in terms of goals. A uh, second leading scorer in terms of goals. Excuse me. Forty goals, thirty-four assists. He had fifty-four points. Vince DeAlto is uh, back there as well as Luis Perfetto. And those are just two of your top guys back. Um, you've also got Tommy Bork coming back as well. He had, as I pull up these stats here, 18 goals, 7 assists last season. Um, they also, and Perfetto being back, is, is, is huge for this team offensively. It's going to be tough to replace Lay, but Getting those guys back is a huge, huge boost where you don't lose entirely everything from your top producers. Um, you also lose Matt Carver and Cage, which is a question mark there at the goalie spot. Um, but you do get, again, another just an, an, an incredible pull back uh, for what a fifth season there in Boston. And Roy Meyer, who's been again another just uber uber impactful pole in the Patriot League. Meyer has been. This is a team that up and down the roster they ride very well. Um, they have for a number of years now. This offense is predicated a lot on ball movement. They move the ball well. They're very productive. This defense, not only just you know ten man ride and all that, they can get in your face. They put the ball on the ground consistently, especially a guy like Meyer there. Um, yeah, this this is this is a team that is 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 ready to, you know, and, and and I think after what you saw from them last season, 
ending the way it did and with as many guys as you have coming back, Connor Calderon also at the faceoff dot, Dandy Goler on defense, a guy that really had a, had a breakout season last year for them, Patrick Morrison also on the back end as well. Like this is a this is a team holistically that like I, I, I cannot wait to circle this these top games in the Patriot League that include Boston U because especially that Navy game, they're gonna want payback from last season. That Loyola game, they're gonna want payback from last season. And that Army game, which I think could be a preview of the Patriot League title, uh, th th this is a team to be reckoned with once again in the Patriot League uh, are the Boston U Terriers. The last team that I want to get into depth here with is the Loyola Greyhounds. I have them at number three in my projected rankings here. I think if they hit the ceiling, they're going to be a top three team in this league, like always. They don't hit their ceiling. They probably still make the playoffs. They probably still get into the, you know, playing the quarterfinals or you know, whatever of the Patriot League. But aren't going to be there on Selection Sunday being considered a you know, bubble team or whatever. 9 and 8 last season, 4 and 4 in the Patriot League. Um,. I'm going to talk about Loyola a little different this year than I have in the past years. So, um, 2022, coming into that season, I was high on Loyola. 2023, coming into last season, I was high on Loyola. For different reasons. But, both times I said, Loyola, if they can gain consistency, if they can be consistent, which they haven't the past couple of years, can be the best team in the Patriot League. And I looked at the roster, and I looked at their production, and at that talent, and I said there's no way that Loyola should be losing four or five games in the Patriot League. There's no way that Loyola should have a record of 9-8. and eight. And I'll say this, Loyola opened up last season, upset Maryland, upset Hopkins. Then they beat Towson in early March. 5-2 and two start through the first half of the season. Um, but then, they finished the regular season with a 2-5 and five record through the second half of the season. That included a 10-5 loss to Army, where their offense looked like it um, never really showed up. Now, 23-7 against Georgetown isn't good either. 15-9 um, to, to Lehigh to end the regular season. 16-9 to Boston U. 11-10 to Navy was a respectable game. and uh, a, a Navy team that big win for them after going through a lot of injuries. And, and, and Loyola did have some injuries last season as well. Now, they did once again find some main magic. Beat Navy 12-7 in the Patriot League quarterfinals. Upset Boston U 12-11 in the Patriot League semifinals. And gave Army a game in a 10-8 league title loss. Loyola. I'm going to say this once again. If they regain, if they find consistency, can be the best team in this league. If they can hit that spark, and when they hit that spark, 
get as good as anybody. But this team has had a lot of problems the past couple of years in gaining consistency and in maintaining that consistency through a season. Up and down years, year after year for the Greyhounds. Who's back for this team? Well, actually, I'll start with who's gone. Cam Wiles is gone on defense. Matt Hughes is gone on defense. And Peyton Lazanka is gone on defense at the defensive midfield spot. I honestly thought he was probably the best defensive player on the field at a lot of times last season. You do get Adam Poitras back. You, you do get Matthew Minicus back. And you do get Evan James back. That's a solid core to build an offensive round. Mustang Sally is back at the defensive midfield spot. Gives you some hope there. You get in Remington Reynolds, LSM from Rutgers, who I would expect to at least make some impact there. I was a reserve at Rutgers and did get some playing time there for the Scarlet Knights and showed some poise, showed some promise. Luke Stout returns in goal. You are pretty confident in what you have there in him. The two things I would say for Loyola that would, for me, looking out into the season and say, how they do in these two areas really hinge on what I think they're going to ultimately be. And we can talk about this offense and how it has, um, you know, how they can progress, how there's a lot to go upwards with. And I mentioned some of the injuries last season were on the offensive end, and they dipped during that time. But 10.88 goals per game, 28% shooting percentage. They also committed you know, 14.82 goal uh, turnovers per game. That was 11th in Division One. Seven times they failed to reach double digits. That included losses to Army, Boston U, and Lehigh. Minicus back, Poitras back, James back. Get everyone there healthy. Get everyone in for a full healthy season. And I think this is a, um, a an offense that can progress, that can get better. Davis Lindsay also a guy back as well as Seth Higgins. Um, Henry Haberman was the sixth leading scorer on that team last season. Another young star from the freshman class last season that Pretty, pretty good what Royal brought in in their freshman class. Now, that's not one of the two areas I was mentioning just a second ago. Those two areas are defense and the face-off dive. Defense is where you lose, and they were the 32nd in Division One, kind of meddling defense there um, in terms of goals allowed per game and, and all of that. They had some ups. At times, had some downs, just like this team as a whole. Cam Wires, Matt Hughes are gone. That's going to be huge. Peyton Lazanka gone. That's huge. Mustang Sally, Alex Bean, Diego Roman, Luke Stout, goalie. Those are your top returners. How they fill out this unit around them and how consistent, how aggressive they can be compared to what they were at times last year, is going to tell me a lot about what this team can do and can be. Face-off dive. The Greyhounds ranked second worst in the Patriot League, ahead of only Bucknell, in 
face-off winning percentage. They went just 40% as a team in 2023. They were slightly better, 44% uh, win percentage against uh, teams in conference play, in part due to their struggles to face off dot. 28.35 minutes of possession. That's 61st out of, what, 75 teams, 74 teams last year in Division One. Um, yeah, if they improve the face-off dot, they, uh, they can do a lot of things. Because if they get this offense more possessions, I think they can make some, make some things work. Uh, Eric Pacheco was 42% as the starter. Uh, Chris Conti, 36% as the backup. Alan Sawyer, 26% also in limited action. Um, Pacheco's back for the fifth season. We'll see if he remains the top guy. They also get in. Uh, Sawyer's back as well. Uh, you also get in Carson Hall from Harrison, Georgia as a freshman at the position. We'll see how things work out there with the faceoff dot, but a much-needed improvement there from Roy Ola. Uh, the next team I do want to uh, mention just real, real brief, briefly here is my team to watch in this conference is Lafayette. Lafayette was 6-10 and 10 last year. This is not a team that you schedule on senior night anymore. This is not a team that you look at and say, we're going to roll over. This is not. This is a team they lost 12-8 to to Lehigh in the uh, Patriot League quarterfinals. This is a team that can scare people. This is a team that can win games. This is a team that, when you look at what they did last season, was impressive and certainly much more impressive than Lafayette teams have been in the past. Carter, uh, Kenefi, Peter Lehman, the leading the way there uh, offensively and, and, and for this team. Uh, I, I really like what Pat Myers has done with this program over the past couple of seasons. They have improved greatly, and so just watch out there for Lafayette here in 2024 as they look to take that next step, and I, and I think in many ways could be uh, the team that you all see this team in the Patriot League that kind of doesn't come out of, not necessarily comes out of nowhere, but comes in and, and, and stows things up. Lafayette uh, could definitely be that team this year in 2024. So keep an eye on the Leopards. Moving things to the America East here. Three teams you need to watch, need to know here in the America East is how we'll do it with, with, with this conference and with these other conferences. First and foremost, projected final standings. My projected final standings here in the America East, I have number one, Bryant, number two, Vermont, number three, Albany, number four, Binghamton, number five, UMBC, Merrimack at six, NJIT at seven, and then UMass Lowell at 8. They were winless last season in year 1 under Drew Callahan. We'll see if they can improve here in year 2. NJIT, the first time I've had them ranked not last since they've joined a conference. Last season, uh, some real progress there at NJIT. So keep, keep your eyes on that one. Not saying they're going to blow the world away, but just keep your eyes on that one. Three teams to know here. Number one, Bryant Bulldogs. 
uh, Bryant, it's what does Bryant do but win? Seriously, what do they do but win? Uh, they, 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 they've done it under Bressler, obviously, and they've, they're doing it now under Brad Ross. Uh, they, they, they joined the America East last season, and, and what do they do? They win the conference. Uh, this team just continues to win, and they find ways to win. Ways they continue to win and find ways to win every single year. Twelve and five overall, five and two in conference play. Twelve to eleven OT overtime defeat of Albany in the title game. The Bulldogs now have seven conference titles in fifteen years as a Division One program. That's insane. This is a veteran-laden squad that returns here. Got a pair of 60-plus point getters and Kevin Groninger and Aiden Gold coming back. Goalie Tegan Alexander is back to anchor this defense. You got his brother Tanner Alexander there uh, to lead this defense out in front. Had a, had a big breakout season a year ago. And then, oh yeah, Nathan Liebert and uh, Jacob Alexander, maybe the best duo uh, at the faceoff dot, and, and, and maybe two of the best faceoff men in the conference now that Tommy Burke is gone at Vermont. This is a, a, a Bryant team that, uh, again, like I said, wins and finds ways to win. They, 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 they've done it their entire uh, program's history, and watch for them to continue to do it here in 2024. Next team to watch here in the American East, Albany. This is a team that I think is maybe getting a little overlooked after last season. Now, they did, uh, or I should say overlooked coming into this season, they did make the uh, America East title game last spring, went 6-10 and 10 overall, 4-3 and three in America East play. Not the greatest of views for Albany. This is certainly not, uh, this, this is not the Albany Scott Moore teams of the Thompson era um, and, and of that. This is an Albany program that's recuperating, rejuvenating from that, and they've got some pretty good uh, seasons under their belt. Uh, the Danes would fall to Bryant 12-11 to in double overtime in the league title. They lost the final two regular season games, 14-11 to Penn, 15-14 at Binghamton, by an average of two goals. A lot of close losses for this team last season. Silas Rich, or big losses, I should say, for this team last season. Silas Richmond, stellar uh, season for him. Uh, as a freshman, 34 goals, 7 assists there as their top goal scorer. Jake uh, Rizzino, maybe the best defenseman in this conference. The, the, this man is a machine. Uh, 50 ground balls, 78 cost turnovers. Uh, attackmen see him and run away from him. You know, it, This is a guy who is not only physically imposing and, and, and aggressive looking, but this is a guy who will put the ball on the carpet, take it the other way, um, he's going to be a guy that, that, that is going to make a lot of plays and, and, and be on Sports Center at the next level in some shape or form. Uh, a, it's just an absolute monster there that Albany has there defensively. Um, those two headline this returning core there, Richmond and, and, and Pizzino. This is an Albany team. I'm, I have some questions at some different places, right, for them. Um, in, in terms of how they fill out things offensively, how they fill out things defensively. Um, but this is a team overall that I, I think can get it done and, and, and really can be a 
a wrecking ball, a, a force in the American East again this season. Now, Vermont, Vermont, this last team I want to look at here today, Vermont, the Catamounts were denied a chance to capture a third conference title last season. Has the door shut on Vermont? Is Vermont gone as a dynasty? I wouldn't say so just yet. Nick Alviti's gone, yes. Jackson Canfield is gone, yes. Tommy Burke is gone at the faceoff dot, yes. Danny Manning, gone defensively as well, yes. Oh yeah, also by the way, Matt Schaefer is also gone, as well as attackman, goalie Matt Schaefer, and attackman David Klosterman. And oh yes, by the way, Tommy Burke, four years started at the faceoff dot, is also gone 64% over his career. So who's Vermont got back? Well, there's a lot of question marks in a lot of places, especially defensively. How they fill out practically every position, losing their entire defense, basically, from a year ago. Um, I mentioned Danny Manning, Alviti, Canfield, Schaefer. This is a... I mean, you lose your, basically your entire defense with, with, with those three guys. Um, Colin Sharkey, defensive midfielder, also gone for them. So there's a lot missing from Vermont, from those teams that won back-to-back -back American East titles and that contended or, or, or looked to be a contender for one last year. There's a lot missing. Now, Tim Manning does return defensively, the top returner on defense, 19 ground balls, 5 cross turnovers from a season ago. Brock Haley is back for this Catamounts team to lead them offensively. 31 goals, 21 assists. Again, a team that I think, like a, a you know, like one of these mid-major teams that gets 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 high, and is able to maintain for a couple years. I'm not sure if Vermont is going to be. Vermont is definitely not going to be as dominant as they had been, but this is still going to be a good team. This is still going to be a team that is going to look to contend for the America East crown. Um, Brock Haley is back there for them, uh, leading things offensively. You obviously have the questions uh, on defense just overall, and then at this faceoff dot as well with with how you lose Tommy Burke. But I do like a lot of these younger guys they have there. Tristan Whitaker was a, was a first-year guy last season for them. Uh, Carson Boyle as well was a, was a freshman for them also as well as Charles Huntley. So you had a number of freshmen get a lot of playing time for them last season, especially offensively. That should only help them in that regard um, for the Catamounts in 2024 with those guys uh, back in the fold for them and back leading the way for them uh, or, or should be leading the way for them in 2024. 24. You also got a guy, Patrick Murphy, uh, there at the midfield uh, spot as well, defensive midfield spot, uh, but a guy who can be an impact player both ways as well. So a lot to question, but also a lot to like here from Vermont in 2024 with in terms of their youth returning. Uh, but again, all those veterans gone, 
is, is definitely is a, a big question mark for me. And uh reason why I almost put them as, as number three there. Like I thought it was a not not necessarily a coin flip, but did look at Vermont, did look at Albany and, and, and maybe flip flop those uh, in terms of my final projected standings, but ultimately Vermont to Albany three after Bryant being their number one. Uh, the one team I, I, I do want to say to watch you, or the two teams I think you should watch you are, are Binghamton and UMBC. Just watch those teams. The way that they have been able to consistently um, stay competitive against some of these top-end teams in the league and consistently oak them in, 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 in a number of different ways is impressive there for uh, Coach McEwen at Binghamton and, and Coach Miranda at UMBC. Just keep your eyes on those teams and, and, and with what they can do with maybe what they can upset or who they can upset, uh, the kind of havoc they can bring in the America East in 2024. All right, folks, that is it for today's episode. As always, you can listen to the Eagle Cross Bucket Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcast. You can also watch on YouTube as well. You can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter slash X, Facebook, and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.